What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought I was the sick one. No, I've been sick too, but food is worse. So, welcome back to Bruh is a Murder. I'm Bruh is a Murder. And I'm Alex Acevedo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this time we're trying something a little bit different because he's quarantined and also couldn't make it because he's lazy. <clears throat> Not lazy. So, we're... <laughs> <laughs> so we were <laughs> So we're recording remotely. Remotely. So we're gonna see how that works out. How have you been? Yes, yes. Um I've been sick. Uh not doing so well. My throat hurts, and then every time my throat hurts, my ear hurts. On top of that, I need a root canal. You know, I'm dying. I'm dying pretty much. <laughs> i'm falling apart oh man all right well i started i started last week didn't i yeah you did start last week yeah so you can start this week all right okay so to start this to start this uh nice case off um i was looking around and this appealed to me only because it's the people closest to you that you least expect that are going to hurt you. So that being said, let's get into the case. Um, my case is on Taylor Binns. She died. She died Tuesday, July 24th, 2018, around 7 or 8 a.m. on Hit Lake Trail off of Rock Bridge Road outside of Stonebridge, Georgia. She died at the age of 24. That's very young. That's, it is, that's, that's, that's around our age. Yeah, that is that's crazy to think about. Like in the next two years, I could be just snap, snap of fingers, I could be gone. <laughs> I just can't think about really that. Snap. Yeah, this this I is a nice mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So according to Black Tragic, uh, BlackGirlTragic.com, Taylor Benz was a hardworking mother who would have done anything for her young daughter. To pay the bills, Benz worked as a dancer, mostly in clubs around the South, including Atlanta and Nashville, and also Tennessee. I had found some information that she had just gotten a real estate license, but uh, I can't really confirm that she did. It was just kind of one of those things that was on there. It was like, oh, also she was getting a real estate license, you know what I'm saying? So I hope it's true. That was good for her, I guess. I feel like a lot of uh, people are getting a real estate. I mean, how is the real estate market now? I feel like it's not good. I don't follow now, the trends, me, but... I feel like a real estate like license thing is just a backup, like a backup job. No, but you know I feel like some people really do be out here, you know, making that money selling houses and shit. Hustle, hustling those Hustle. houses. I, I guess it depends on your location. Location, location, location. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. So, Benz was laid to rest at Edroach, Tennessee on August 2nd in 2018. Um, so, I'm guessing she was originally from Tennessee. I didn't really find any information on where she was actually from. But since she was laid to rest in Tennessee, I'm guessing she's from Tennessee. Um, so, <clears throat> while arguing over a watch, Brown, the suspect, the murderer, then started beating Ben and then dragged her down the stairs and into the street. That's crazy. Imagine being beat up and then dragged down the street over a watch. How? That's just nuts. What kind of watch was it? I didn't say. No, there was nothing said that, that Rolex, was said about the watch. Then I might drag someone down the street over a Rolex. I'm just. That's ridiculous. All right. Um. 
So along the way, it appears Binz had a seizure and died. So what, it's not the initial beating. I guess the beating put her into a seizure, but it wasn't like he didn't really beat her to death, if that makes sense. He, he beat her and it caused a seizure, which can ask you yes. happen before. On right. It happens. You hit the head hard enough. You have a seizure. Right. World star. This poorly. I take that back. No, it's a. I take it back. That's. Uh, I mean, I wish we could edit it out, but we don't have the capabilities. Oh my god, I feel so yeah, bad now. Oh. oh man, okay. We're too young for real. Though. You shouldn't know what that is. We're too young for that. <laughs> All right, being serious now because this is a very serious matter. Warrants obtained by the Atlanta Journal of Constitution, which is. Uh, AJ, AJC through an open records request indicated that a witness told police Jason Leroy Brown, age 34, had been looking for bins in connection to a watch, the previous watch in the uh, in the story. So authorities have arrested the suspect Brown, uh, and he was held in jail for 10 days, uh, and then he was um, con- uh, convicted of murder. The relationship between Brown and Benz has not been released by authorities, but 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 the warrants characterized the incident as a family violence, according to the newspapers. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying in the beginning. You know, you just got to be careful when you lay around you. Yeah. You don't know that the, the person next to you can do the most harm to yeah. you. You always see, you, yeah, you always see cases. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that. that, that that hit me at in at, at, at home. If that yeah, because you never know who's like, I understand what you got hating on you and might try to just snatch you up one day. Exactly. Be, she was just as, trying as, to make a living for a dog. It be your own people sometimes, don't it? That's crazy. And I really, I didn't find any information that said that her daughter wasn't there at the time. So I'm really, really hoping. I'm really hoping. Are you okay? That uh, she wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Give me one second. Okay. Anyway, so um, I found one site that really I really liked the most, and that was TooMuchHotTea.com. Now, on TooMuchHotTea.com, that, that website I found like right up my alley. <laughs> it's I like it a lot. <laughs> so um, they did really generous things. I guess uh, one of their writers found. Taylor Ben's baby's daddy's mom, and okay. they she posted something that was sweet, and it says, um, "Family and friends, please keep my son and granddaughter in in prayer for the death of his baby mother, Taylor Ben's." And it has a picture of Taylor Ben's and the mom, and then it has the daughter, and then I'm guessing a guy that is the the father. And then uh, I thought that was really sweet, and has a lot of people giving respects. Yeah. And then there's another picture with her and her friends at like a track meet. Mm-hmm. I thought that was sweet, you know, and there's a lot of people saying, I'm sending my prayers, sending my deepest condolences to the family and friends. And you don't see that a lot of these sites, these new sites, they're just, they're out there, like, they're putting a title out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're going for the, they're they're going like, for the headlines, yeah. they're not going for the people behind yeah. the headlines. Yeah, and that, and I thought that was sweet. I think it's very and, sweet. Uh, that's, yeah, that's really all I got for this, uh, for this case. <laughs> so give us a quick rundown of what happened one more time. All right. So pretty much uh, this woman, age 24, uh, she died because I'm over a watch. Uh, someone in her family or close to her family beat her up, dragged her down the stairs, and she had a seizure. 
Um, it was just terrible, terrible stuff. Died at the age of 24. Now, Taylor Bin. Was there an arrest made or no? Yes, he was arrested. He got convicted of murder. Uh, it didn't say how long he got, but it said he was con- uh, convicted of murder. So, a, but, a very tragic incident, but at least someone yes. was apprehended. Exactly. So, exactly. I guess a silver lining, one might say. Justice prevailed, I guess, on this particular so case. We're gonna, so we we can put this as a win. I, I'm going with win. Sweet. Even though it's very tragic. Oh it's yeah, a win. no, it, it's awful, but it's still a win. So now I can <laughs> either right. we can either go to a break and come back for mine, or I'll just like do half of mine and then break and then the other half. So what do you want to do? Let's let's do it how you normally do it. Let's break it and then let's come back and so do it. So break yours. here, come back. Yes. Yo, RIP Mac, this that real shit. This that I feel claustrophobic in my skin shit. This that tugging at my shirt shit. This that I don't wanna have kids. I've seen how the world is. I've seen vivid colors water down and washed away. I've had too many one day, just not today's. Life hit me anywhere but in the face. I could cover up bruises. Hoodies keep me safe. I like drinking till the lights go. I like losing myself inside of the right show. I like spending days digging out last night's hole. Erasing likes and comments but never checking the bank though. Was never fast growing up, but still outrun all of my issues as a grown-up. These debts are on you, it's lonely on the throne. That's why they coined the term alone. It's funny, man, ain't it? Funny, ain't it? Funny, man, I know. Funny, man, I know. Funny, man, I know. Yo, I got plastic dreams that never seem to fade away. When I'm alone with myself now, I don't feel safe. There's no fear greater than fearing who's in the mirror No mama, I'm not saying shit to say it, I really feel it These abnormal cortisol levels got my flight fucked up Failure to launch, Matthew McConaughey, who gives a fuck? Middle finger to your dreams, time you give it up And feed your alcoholic genes on Saturday with us Fuck you, this is what the hell I live for My gratitude is how I wanna make it just to give more My past made me, and I drink to forget more But now I'm three to five, what the fuck would I forget for? I'm as raw as it gets, I called you the bet If it's past midnight then it's for sex I lose nights inside a drunk text Got a hundred plus numbers so if you're mad it's on to the next I'm bombed every week, I bombed every test I only stayed in bio for that girl in the red Strategic with my verses, organized my head Now I no longer pray to be dead It's funny man, ain't it? Can you hear me good? Like, is my voice coming through good? Yeah, I can hear. Yeah, it's coming through really good. Oh, God. <clears throat> How's my voice? Is it, like, really yeah, clear? You're, you're clear. All right. And we're back, right? <laughs> we're back. Okay. So, my case is a little long, and it's about Samuel Little. He may be America's most prolific serial killer up to date which is oh shit a lot to say 
because there's some messed up people out there. He committed a lot of murders, and we're gonna get into it. So, a group of friends lasted. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Now my bad. Next time, give me a heads up, bud. All right, you got it. A group of friends slashed in a dirt bike through the woods outside Mississippi found Julia Crotchfield. I'm going to fuck that name up, so I'm so sorry. It was January 1978. The 36-year-old mother of four was naked. Her body sprawled on a roadside, and she had clearly been strangled. Her killer had draped her body in a black dress. Nearly 500 miles away and four years later, Rose Hill's body was discovered near a hog pen in Marin County, Florida. The 21-year-old was last seen four nights earlier, leaving a bar with a stranger in August 1982. She was also strangled. Nearly 700 miles east, Melissa Thomas turned up in a church cemetery, and I'm going to mess up this town's name too. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Tell you me. can do it. Come on, you got this. You got Opa this. Lewis, Louisiana. I'm, I'm gonna come and correct myself for that later. <laughs> Let's call it Oh Louisiana. <laughs> it was January 1996. Again, she too was also strangled. These three cases are separated by hundreds of miles and spread over three decades. Each stumped local law enforcement, and eventually these crimes drifted away into obscurity. At the time, unbeknownst to these victims' families and the detectives working on the cases, they all shared more than just the traumatic like, loss and death of the people. One man connected all the brought three of these people, Samuel Little. If you see the pictures of him now, you can Google him. He's like just an old black dude confined to a wheelchair, and he looks decrepit and homeless. Jesus. But don't get it twisted because this guy's a fucking monster. He's, oh my god. He, to this day, claims upwards to 90 victims. He claims what that he the hell? Are you kidding me? Uh, little he preyed on targets that are seen as less dead, so that means he preyed on drug addicts, sex workers, and mainly women of color. Uh, well, the sex workers and the drug addicts make sense. They're, I mean, they're. Weak. I, I think is more accessible, and he and also. It's documented that police don't really dig too deep in missing sex, work- sex workers or drug addicts because usually they don't have a fixed location anyway, so they're hard to track down or ask about. So they go missing all the time. Yeah, that makes really sense. Notice. Until someone finally does Whoa. notice. But what he would do is he would knock them out unconscious with his bare hands and then get on top of them, strangle them to death while masturbating. So, so yeah, what? So let's oh talk about God. his early life for a little bit. Little was born on June seventh, nineteen forty, in Rollin, Georgia. Possibly while his mom was in prison, because she was in another prison a lot, so he could have been born in prison. <laughs> uh, Little claimed his mom was a quote unquote lady of the night, so his mom was a sex worker, which maybe has some connection to why he went <laughs> around killing sex workers. I don't know. No, some mama yeah, issues. Probably, it okay. seems like he has mama issues. I I I pin that down on mama he's, issues. He's got mama issues. Uh, soon after his birth, his family moved to Ohio. He grew up in Lauren and was brought up mainly by his grandmother. He attended Hawthorne Junior High School, where he had problems with disciplinary. He had disciplinary problems, 
and had issues achieving and just doing well in school. In uh, 1956, when he was a high school student, he was arrested for the first time and, co- and was convicted for uh, breaking and entering into a property. Uh, he was held at an institution for ju- juvenile offenders for some time. He with the junior. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Jake. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> so <whoop. laughs> uh, <and laughs> I'm with the juvie. What, what about Run it? up. In uh, the late 1960s, Little moved to Florida, where he lived with his mother. Uh, he worked as an ambulance attendant and then as a cemetery worker. Having a strong physique, Little took up boxing during his few prison stints, and he also considered himself a prize fighter at one point. I don't know if they're having, like, prison oh. matches and someone's just throwing down bills. I don't know oh how God. one would be a prize fighter in prison, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, look, you can just bat some cigarettes, like you, you got the guards in it. Hey, I want to join a fight. You can say that you're a prize fighter. Uh, yeah, he didn't get so. education after high school. He spent <laughs> most of his free time in the street, engaging in petty theft and occasional uh, working part-time day labor jobs. He was arrested in 1961 and sentenced to three years in prison for breaking into a furniture store. He was released in 1964. He left Ohio and uh, just bounced around between different states for the next couple years. And he would live off robbing people when stealing shit. In uh, 1975, he had um, been arrested yeah. 20... Well, by 1975, he was arrested 26 times in 11 different states for crimes including theft, assault, attempted rape, fraud, att- and attack on a government official. In uh, 1976, he went to Satan... Yeah. In 1976, wow. when he was in St. Louis, a woman named Pamela K. Smith was found banging on a random door asking for help. It was reported that she was naked below the waist and her hands were tied behind her back. It, like, they were tied behind her back with electric cord. Uh, the woman told police that a man had picked her up, choked her, and beat her, and raped her, but she was able to escape. Uh, police arrested Little in a car matching the victim's description. Smith's clothes were... Well, when he got arrested... He told the police, "Hey, I only beat her." Yeah, yeah like that's I, even no, better. I didn't like, rape her, tie her <laughs> hands down. I just beat the shit out of her. You know, I just punched her in the face a bunch of times. Yeah, I'm a prize fighter for in jail. Man. I want to have a car in Newport, so <laughs> call me Mayweather. Uh, he served Jesus. only three months in jail after that. So he was he was convicted. Yeah, he went to jail. Okay. Only for three months, though. That's good. For raping and beating a woman. And holding her castle, too. That's... This was... What year was 1975. this? 1975. It was I mean, a different time. times haven't changed that much. Uh, that conviction... <laughs> but that conviction <laughs> was a little over the next decade. Uh, he was a perpetual loner with no fixed address. So he was a drifter. He just bounced around a lot. Uh, he, was regular, he was regularly arrested... Or suspected of violence attacks on women. So he had a history of just attacking women. But he also managed to squeeze free of each like conviction and case and because he would just bounce around so much. It's hard to, you know, mm, I see. put charges on a guy who like leaves the second he gets out of jail, you know? Uh that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Got charges, run now away. Now it's really hard to just run away. But back then you could just drift. Uh nineteen eighty two. The remains of a woman was found in Mississippi. Her name was Melinda Laprie. She was discovered in a cemetery. Uh, mm-hmm. She was she was last spotted with Little 
As police investigated, two sex workers came forward and alleged a little had attacked them. Both like, just walked up on them and attacked them both at the same time. He was arrested for Lapie's murder and the two assaults, but a grand jury failed to indict him. So he was arrested for a murder and two assaults, but the grand jury did not indict him. He gave them the old razzle dazzle. Well, apparently right there. it was a, uh, it was something about jury testimony. It was in my notes. Uh, well, while he was you know being investigated for this, he was transferred to Florida uh, to be brought to trial for the death of Patricia Mont, whose body was found the huh. that same fall in 1982. Uh, prosecution witnesses identified Little in court as a person who spent time with Mont on the night before she she disappeared. But due to uh, the mistrust of a witness in his inner testimonies, Little was acquitted of that crime in January 1984. So he's been a, he's gotten away with at least two oh murders so far. And then after that, this is insane. Little packed his bags and moved to good old San Diego. In October 1984, he was arrested for attacking and beating two prostitutes again and was sentenced to two and a half years in prison. He was released uh, in February 1987, and then he moved to Los Angeles, where he committed several more murders. This is insane. Mutating after the like no. the second no. time. Well, it'd be also, old. I think it's part in part due to no. the fact that these different uh, municipalities and apartments aren't communicating with each other, so he's being arrested here and then he's moving somewhere else, and he. He technically has like this paper trail, this but ridiculous. no one's talking to each other, so they can't really, they're not picking it up on it. Uh, according to NBC Los Angeles, a woman named oh Carol LaFord was found murdered in South Los Angeles, in, in the South Los Angeles alley in 1987. Two years later, Audrey Nielsen was found murdered in a downtown trash bin. Also in 1984, Guadalupe Apodaca's body was turned up in an abandoned building. All three cases went cold until April 2012. So this all happened between... Well, these three murders in California happened between 1987 and 1986 and went cold until April 2012. Little was was arrested September 5 of 2012 at at a homeless shelter in Louisiana, Kentucky. After authorities used DNA testing to establish that he was involved in the aforementioned murders, they went, found him, picked him up. I want, I'm wondering how, I'm wondering what took so long. Maybe just probably okay. In my head, no, no, no. In my head, <laughs> maybe they weren't the good DNA. Evidence. So I'm thinking that they didn't have the technology at the time to, you know, sample or run tests on whatever DNA they had. And then as you know, time progressed. Yeah, they got they, yeah they finally caught up with they them. They got him. They found the. Don't use twenty three and me, man. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna catch you up. Little was extradited to Los Angeles, where he was charged on January seventh, two thousand thirteen. A few months later, the police said that Little was being investigated for involvement in dozens of murders in the nineteen eighties, which until then have been undisclosed. In connection with the new circumstances in the states of Mississippi. The case of the murder of Lapree was reopened in which Little was acquitted in 1984. Remember, he got away with that one, but they reopened it up. In total, Little was tested for an involvement mm. in 60 murders of women committed in the territories of many states that he visited. The trial of Samuel Little for the murders of LaFord, Nelson, 
and Guadalupe began in September 2014. The prosecution presented the DNA testing results as well as testimony of witnesses who were attacked by the accused at different times throughout his criminal career. On September 25th, 2014, Little was found guilty and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. That's the part that I love to hear the most. <laughs> that he has no chance of ever getting out. <laughs> you <laughs> stuck in jail, verdict, Bobby. Little continued to insist his innocence. As of 2016, Little was serving a sentence at the California State Prison in Los Angeles. After so many years and so many deaths, they finally got him put him in prison. Quote, this man who believes he can take whatever he wants from women is finally gone, said prosecutor Beth Silverman. You, you so good? the conviction put him away for the rest of his life. <laughs> but now that he's in prison and you know, he's no he's not getting out, he's talking now. He's giving up confessions. In recent months, uh, Little began talking in Texas to law enforcement, and he's telling them that he's linked to a number of different murders across about five states and they've been confirming these murders too uh, uh, shut up <laughs> authorities in Macon Georgia say Little was behind two unsolved slangs there this happened in 1977 there were two murders of two still unidentified women and there was a strangulation in 1982 of Frida Smith According to the Macon Telegraph, Little gave investigators some specific details and information that linked them to both of these crimes. On November 9th, 2018, Little confessed to a 1996 fatal strangulation of Melissa Thomas. On November 13th, 2018, Little was charged with the 94 murder of Denise Christie's brother in Odessa, Texas, after having confessed to that crime to a Texas Ranger in May of this year. This guy is a monster. District attorney in West County announced on November 13th that Little has confessed to dozens of murders and may have committed more than 90 across across 14 states between 1970 and 2005. Authorities in Russell's County, Alabama, now know Little was behind a 1979 murder of Brenda Alexander, who was 23. In Texas, Little told investigators about picking the woman up at a local disco. Quote, he wrapped his hands together and smiled and said, I knew she was mine. Uh, the death of Rose Hill in 20... Wow. Rose Hill's 1982 murder in Florida has also been tied to the killer. According to the advocate, Little has confessed to three murders in Louisiana in 1982. The murder of Dorothy... Uh, Richards, 55. In 1996, the death of Melissa Thomas, 29. And in 1996, the murder of Daisy McGuire, 40. On November 27, 2018, the FBI announced that the Violent Criminal Apprehension Program team has confirmed 34 of Little's confessions and was working to match the remainder to Little's confessions to no murders and suspicious deaths throughout the country. Uh, Little began making the confections in exchange for a transfer out of the Los Angeles County prison in which he was being held. One included his confession to the previous cold case homicide in Prince George's County, Maryland. Previously, one of only two homicide cases in the county with unidentified victims. 
these jurisdictions, they all now face a really tricky question whether or not to prosecute Little. Because at this point, he's he's already in prison for the rest of his life. So it's like, what's the point of going back in and, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they are. I mean, are there are people that have like 200 it, year it all, sentences. There's so many states and so many different, you know, you have to keep bouncing around from state to state to state to keep the victim for these crimes. Not, so for some of these victims' families, yeah, they may they may only get to know like the only consolation maybe the fact that he's in prison. I'm not done yet. To I mean, make things like a little more fucked up. Little know, told okay, the investigators <laughs> like he was advised by God or that God put him on Earth to do the things that he's done. So if we're ranking American serial killers by numbers, he comes in at third with 34 confirmed kills right out of the Ted Bundy, who has 35, and Gary Ridgway, who has 49. So if they keep confirming, you know, these confessions that are coming out, he may easily be America's number one serial killer. That's really insane. Wow. Out of nowhere, this guy. Monster. A, r- a real boogeyman, one might say. This guy's an asshole. <laughs> like, blaming it on God. Okay, so wow. That's, that's what insane. Because we're going to wrap up now. Oh, I have something to plug. Someone interviewed me. Yes, uh, you can just look it up. Oh yes, Andrew the Matthews interview talks about oh, man. diversity in true crime reporting. A wonderful friend of mine wrote up this great article, article and review about me, and I love it. And it was great. Also, we are part of. We are now part of the Colored Commentary Broadcasting Network. It is a network. Yes, it is a network that I created with two other amazing. Yes, check us out. Uh, they also do true crime. Go check them out. Just go to the website, colorcommentary. Well, ccpods.net, and check out their shows. You'll love them. They're amazing. Uh, yeah. So we're part of that, and that's growing. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to make some moves. I love it. There's the. It's absolutely uh, stunning. Go we'll look that up. Stunning. Uh, you're also at the end. Of, at the end of this episode, gonna get a. Crappy pasta. So getting a little something extra. Yeah. So look out for that. Bye. This podcast is part of the Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Where inclusivity matters.